0: Have you been searching for your tribe of women? Well, look no further. Tribe was created with women in mind, a place to grow, learn and connect to our best selves.
1: Every Friday at three, tune in with your host Kay and Lindsay to discuss everything women, raw, authentic and ready to break barriers
0: as we grow together into our best selves. Welcome to Tribe.
1: Welcome back to another week of Tribe. Lindsay is still away and she's enjoying some sun. And I'm so happy Taylor's here and joining us for another episode. This week we are talking about body positivity. I'll let, um, (laughs) I'm getting all tongue tied. (laughs) We're gonna roll with this. Taylor, I'm gonna let you quickly introduce yourself for our new listeners. And I'm gonna get my words together while you're doing that. (laughs) We're keeping it in. Hi guys, my name's Taylor. Um, My
0: business is called Atlantic Body Care. I operate as a doula, a personal care worker, and a yoga teacher. So yeah, body positivity is a really important part of um, what I do. And I'll just add in that uh, I myself am a plus-size person, so I feel like it's really important to have representation and uh, chat about this.
1: And I love that, and I can definitely... Kind of relate to many different areas of the weight loss scale because I've, my weight has fluctuated so much since having kids. Yeah, you have three children. Okay. Yeah, but like I know so many times we look at ourselves prior to having kids or prior to just being an adult and expecting us to still have that body we had as a teenager. And it's like you weren't even a fully formed adult, you were a kid. You're not going to look like a kid, you're a woman now. <laughs> And I feel like over the years of fluctuating with having kids, I gain weight, I lose weight, I gain the weight, I go to the gym, I lose the weight, and it feels like it doesn't matter what size we are that we're still not satisfied with it, where it's like, now I look at pictures and I'm like, oh, why didn't I love you better? Like, I wish I looked like that now. You looked great just how you were, but you just tore yourself apart. And... So that is why our conversation
0: on mm-hmm. body positivity is so important, is because it doesn't matter where you're at today, where you're at tomorrow, where you were at yesterday, 10 years ago. It's just about waking up every day and making the conscious decision to choose yourself, to choose to pour love into yourself and accept the things that you cannot change. You know, maybe take a minute. If it takes less than a minute to change something about yourself, go ahead. <laughs> it's going to make you feel better. But just, just falling in love with all of those little intricacies of who we are mm-hmm. and what makes us unique.
1: Yes. So I am on the Banya Treatment Center's website, and I just wanted to share with you guys a little bit of the history of the movement of body positivity. So I'm going to read this for you guys, and I just, I love this. Ideas of body positivity have been around for years, but have only more recently become widely accepted and formed into a social movement. Body positivity dates back as far as the 1850s when women protested that they shouldn't be required to wear corsets to change their body shape or look a certain way. This then scandalous protest eventually came into fruition and the idea of body acceptance became a topic of discussion following the publication of an article titled More People Should Be Fat, written by Lou Lauderback. The article which argued that fatness does not equate to lack of health and shouldn't be shamed is what contributed to the creation of the National Association to Advance Fat Acceptance in 1969. Wow. Right? However, the Body Positivity Movement was officially founded in 1996, and the movement was based on Connie's experience with an eating disorder with her sister Stephanie, who passed away at the age of only 36 due to an eating disorder in lupus, an autoimmune disease. This autoimmune disease resulted from leaking silicone breast implants, and you know what? I've had several friends who have had breast implants who have had so many issues with them and had gotten to had had to take them out and I've heard such terrible things, and like I've always had fear of that stuff like putting injections in my body and I'm just like these things don't belong in our bodies, and there's it just we do so much to have this appearance of youth and what we think youth looks like but it's like if we just learned to love ourselves more as we are because i find like and i see such beautiful gorgeous women that pump their faces full of stuff and then we end up aging so terribly and i look at them and i'm just like you were so beautiful just the way you were but we just beat ourselves up to what we think society wants us to look like and what the idea of sexy is yes and then once you
0: exit kind of the The earlier stages of life your teens your 20s and get into your 30s your body really does start to change and so does your idea of standards of beauty and you look at young women differently Mm -hmm. it's really such a journey the whole way across with body positivity um because it really it can vary from being neutral in your language to yourself being negative or being positive so the difference in that is like looking at say your wrists and saying like I have really fat wrists or something and mm-hmm. changing it into I love my wrists because they help me hug and write and drink coffee and <laughs> <laughs> whatever that would be an example of neutrality whereas positivity shouldn't be a blanket term that doesn't acknowledge the parts that make us uncomfortable Mm -hmm. so it should be I love my wrists even though I think they're chunky I think they do a great job and I love them anyway (laughs) absolutely (laughs) and yeah I think that's kind of important
1: yeah this is one of the and I, I love this topic so much because it's something that's really close to my heart like even with my photography studio like you know this like I'm so big on empowering women to love ourselves. And so for so many people, it's like they see boudoir as just something sexual, but it's like, no, it's just giving women a space to embrace their bodies and look at themselves in a different light because how we might look in the mirror ourselves every day and see ourselves in a certain angle that may not be flattering to us or whatever, but then having someone else photograph you as you are and then turning it and looking and being like oh my god I am sexy (laughs) yeah I love looking at that
0: too I was always kind of from like an lgbtq 2 IA plus lens and seeing how boudoir Mm -hmm. for folks that are like you know Exploring gender, having, oh or yes. you know, making their way through their journey with their gender, having empowering photographs,
1: yeah, that's that so express
0: how you feel on the inside, on the outside. Oof. Um, just circling back to the beginning of the conversation about breast implants, it really like strikes home for me because. I have very different size and like almost developmentally different breasts. Mm-hmm. And MSI, our healthcare coverage in Canada, would cover me to receive saline breast implants because it's considered a women's health issue that they look that different. What? That it's considered a women's health issue. But what I've always wanted, because I I've gone through the process. I didn't feel comfortable and what I've always wanted and learned was a thing that is not covered, of course, um, is essentially a fat transfer. It's all I've ever wanted is a little bit of my fat from somewhere else in my body transferred yep. to that area. It's my own body. I understand it's likely not going to stay um, because fat can move within yep. your body freely. Not freely, but <laughs> to some extent. So, that was always something that I was willing to risk, but it was seen as being a liposuction treatment, mm-hmm. trying to be covered for free. But saline breast implants would have been covered for free. That's crazy. But they wouldn't transfer some of my belly fat to my to my breast to accomplish the same thing using my body. Exactly what I've always wanted. So, yeah, that really... Oh, wow. That, like, there's so many layers to um just again like accepting your body as it is Mm -hmm. like that is something very tangible that i very much thought about fixing about myself because i considered it to be embarrassing and broken and disfiguring um and it's i still have anxieties about it from time to time but i think more than anything what overrides is just like i think they look cute Mm -hmm. i think they look fine and they're probably going to keep looking that way. <laughs> Whereas when you go ahead and you do surgery, especially at a young age, the results later in life, obviously we've all seen it. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. it's, it's not always cute. And that's why I think it's so important to just make amends with yourself. Especially if it's something that's not painful for you. If it's something that is like purely topical. Something about your skin that isn't... You know, they're just things that aren't truly causing you pain. Um, Things that are easier to accept, and Mm -hmm. and just realize that they they make you unique, they make you special, and they make you beautiful. There's nothing not to love about something something fun like that.
1: Yeah, I think as women, and I mean, I can't even say just as women, everybody like we just are never happy with ourselves, and it's just you know. starting to, I think it's really learning to connect with yourself and spending time with yourself that you'll start to think otherwise. Because I know like I, myself, I've struggled with this so much. And then in the last two years, since I've been more spiritual and reading a lot and spending time with myself and meditating that I just noticed that these things don't really matter to me as much anymore. And you know, it was always like, I have to be a certain size, like I want to be thick, I want to be curvy. But you know, if I have a little bit of a belly, now I'm fat, I can't have that. And it was just unrealistic expectations expecting myself to look a certain way and have, you know, the hourglass after three children <laughs> and, and all this stuff. And it's like, doesn't mean it's not attainable, but regardless, it was the fact that it, I would do everything to avoid showing parts of my body because I was like, Oh, you know, you can't show that you've had kids. That's not cute. And it affected, you know, not just my own self-esteem, but like it re- affected my relationship. Because of course like my husband doesn't see anything wrong with it and he likes it. Yeah. But for him it's like he wants to grab me where I'm like oh no don't grab <laughs> there. I don't want you to feel that fat like as if he doesn't know after all these years that it's there. Yeah. But it's like I still would try to hide it. Because there was like this shame because that it I. it makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. And it hadn't, It wasn't a, anybody else. It was a me issue mm-hmm. that I had to deal with about myself. Yeah. But it, it was easier to just be like that's not cute. Yeah, <laughs> Nobody absolutely. wants to see that.
0: <laughs> absolutely. And that really is. Just like the message that mm. at the end of all of the, posit- <laughs> the body positivity movement yeah. is just accepting yourself each day as you present, knowing that you're mm. going to be different from day to day and just having a general air of non-judgment yeah. over yourself and just trying to make choices that make you feel good. Like being a plus size yoga teacher, I think it's really important to have that kind of view of bodies Mm -hmm. in an exercise space because a lot of bigger body people don't feel safe or comfortable entering a space for fitness yeah just flat out you're like i have roles i have this i have that and it's really important to me in my language to try and use words and terms that honor what you've got you yeah. know, if, if it doesn't work because your breasts are too large or your chest is, you know, whatever, or your belly's in the way, like take it wider, make yourself comfortable yeah. in whatever space you're occupying. Um, and just to go out to say that like, you don't have to find a plus size teacher mm-hmm. to feel safe in in an exercise space. Like you really don't know where anybody is coming from, any one individual. And It brings people joy to see people authentically being themselves in any space. 100%. So the fact that anybody would get up out of their way Mm -hmm. to try to make an effort is commendable. And anybody that says anything else is an absolute asswipe. Yep. (laughs) And it should be ignored at all costs. (laughs) Um, Because being fat and sweaty and shaky and stuff is all part of the process. And I do it while I'm talking to people. While I'm while I'm explaining what I'm doing, I'm shaking <laughs> to my core. Um, but I but I love it. It's what yeah. I love to do, and I don't think that having a bigger body should stop people
1: yeah. from trying to do what they want to do with their lives. Yeah, exactly. I love it because like. Um, I love Alicia McCarvel. Like, oh, yeah. i like, I've been following her since like before she blew up nice. and I love, there was this one thing that she was talking about and it just, it's disgusting because I see the comments that people say to her and someone had made a comment saying like, why do you work out if you're, if you're just going to be fat type of thing? Yeah. And it just grossed me out because it's like the process of working out isn't just about losing weight. It's about just feeling healthy and When we are moving all the time, it helps our joints. There's so many benefits to working out. And I hate the ignorance of people that are just like, well, what's the point of working out if you're not trying to lose weight? In our local community center here
0: in the gym, there is a sign. And I'm not sure who the quote is by, but it's one of my favorite things. And I want to like slap it every time I walk through the door and just be like, yeah. Because it says, if exercise was a pill... It would be the number one prescribed medication in the world because of mm-hmm. how good it makes you feel. And I think that that part alone is like totally, totally accurate because the hardest part of doing any exercise is truly getting out of your own way to get through the door and go. Yeah. <laughs> the next part is all about how much effort you apply. You can make any movement, any exercise. As integrated as powerful as you want or as passive as you want and just to be honest with yourself from day to day like okay yesterday I didn't hit it that hard yeah. I can hit it like <laughs> 1% harder today you know like quite literally when I go to the gym and I do cardio or I do um, like the elliptical is my favorite because it's like low impact and I like it, it's yeah. fun, it goes in circles uh, <laughs> I you know, when I'm always getting back into it, when I've fallen out of it for a while, be like, okay, I can do one minute. And then I'm like, okay, one minute was enough. I'll do two minutes. And then, you know, you just work your way up every day and yeah. just just be proud of any minutes. Yeah, exactly. And just minutes. giving yourself that freaking grace. Absolutely. Yeah, I am so here
1: for it. <laughs> we all deserve it. We all
0: deserve it. Because at the end of the day, like you mentioned about joints, there's... I preach about this in all my classes because I pretty much start them in this way that you do joint rotations pretty much in the first five to ten minutes of the practice you will find or I will find different ways every week to have us rolling our ankles to begin so roughly um, five rotations in one direction and then Reverse it so that it's always going in both directions, clockwise, counterclockwise, whatever. Um, But ankles, knees, hips, wrists, elbows, shoulders, and the neck. We spend the first five minutes of every class just moving those parts of the body, exploring their rotation ranges... Because it releases lactic acid Mm -hmm. in the body, which actually helps to protect your muscles down the road. As you get more into your workout, it helps to reduce your recovery time and repair your muscles more quickly. See, I didn't even know that. Yeah. So (laughs) even if you do nothing else for yourself, when you're sitting on the toilet in the morning or you're waiting for the kettle to boil, just like go up and down on your tiptoes, roll your ankles, roll your wrists, roll your neck from side to side, like just... Just allow yourself to release all of the natural painkillers, all of the natural endorphins, all of the, the things that the body gives us already that we just have to tap into. Like your brain is just kind of an asshole if you think about it. <laughs> like it has the ability to do anything. Yeah. And instead it tells you negative things sometimes about who you are when the truth is all you have to do is run for four minutes. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, I'm amazing. I'm great. Brain's so nice to me. And it says all these wonderful things. And it's like, why are you gatekeeping the feel-good juice until yep. I move? Yep. I don't know why, but that's what it does. It really does. <laughs> so if you're
1: feeling not good, consider this. Exactly.
0: Take some time. Move your body in a way that feels good for you. It doesn't have to look like anything to anybody else.
1: Mm-hmm. And I wanted to chat about because like, as well with this, you know, just breaking down what is body positivity to you? Yeah, so body positivity
0: to me is basically regardless of barrier, race, creed, sex, religion, gender, color, all of those things. Just being being you, being proud of who you are. Again, every day as it shows up. Every day is different. You right. know, sometimes you wake up and you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, what? Is that my face today? Really? <laughs> <laughs> and those are the days when you should just like blow yourself a kiss in the mirror. Look into your own eyes for a moment and just be like, love you. Yeah. Love you anyway. Um, happy you're here. We're going to have a great day because you really get that choice every day. Do I want... To be, do I want to have a shit day about it? Or do I want to have an okay day about it? Yeah. It's okay to just, like, unclench your butt, <laughs> relax your face, and take a lighthearted turn on whatever it is that you're facing in the run of the day. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's what it means to me, is just to accept exactly as the tables turn from day to day.
1: <laughs> it's not pretty. It's part of being that, like, living in your authentic self. Yeah. And it's, like, the core of It's just... Yes. Living in your authentic self and not caring what anybody else thinks. Yeah,
0: it's not always pretty. Some days it's, mm-hmm. you know, wearing your slippers to the grocery store and making little to no effort
1: in some departments so that you have enough for others that yeah. are more important. But I mean, I love that you said that because I actually... <laughs> so when I went to school, I went to school for business and marketing and... My teacher was really big on pushing, like, you don't ever go outside not having your A game because you are a business owner and you don't know who you're going to run into at the store. So, like, there's no mom days with your hair in a bun. You wear professional clothes, even if you're just going to get coffee. So, this was, like, so put into my brain Mm -hmm. that I would shame myself of, like, when I had those moments where I was, like, you know, I just don't have the energy, especially being neurodivergent. There's just those days where I'm, like, you're lucky if I get off the coach to go to the store. So it was like such an effort feeling like I had to put on all these things and I would feel ashamed with myself when I didn't because I was like instantly, I was like, okay, I'm not gonna listen to her today because I don't have it in me and I'm just gonna go get my things and I don't care. I'm gonna wear my sweats and I have the mom bun. My purse doesn't match my shoes. It is what it is and I don't care. But then I would act, but I did care because I would go into the store and I would instantly put sunglasses on and put my head down because I was like, please don't notice me, don't say hi to me. Today is not the day for it. I don't look right. (laughs) And then giving myself that grace after going through that and really being like, you don't have to walk around in high heels and be uncomfortable. Be Part of my business is being my authentic self and who I am. And I love that I'm so honest with my clients about that stuff. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. If you want me to show up... like. I will never shoot your wedding in sweats I promise but like a typical day I'm going to probably rock a mom bun or my curls are just out and wild and it is what it is because this is who I am and if you don't like it then I'm not for you and that's okay. Exactly. (laughs) I feel the exact same way
0: myself with my business and how I approach the day to day life especially doing per se my doula work Mm -hmm. so I'll meet with a client I'll put my best business face forward you know I've got some good Like good clothes on, I'm done, done somewhat up. I'm at least clean and folded, and you know, (laughs) put together in that regard. And then when I arrive to their house, say for postpartum care or for a labor in the wee wee hours, you're going to receive a very, we'll say, authentic version of me, (laughs) You know, and I think that that's what people want. Yeah, because that's that's the quality of work that they're going to receive. Like. I typically work with children up to 18 months. So, you know, I'm spending my day chasing somebody around on my hands and knees, yeah. being silly, getting dirty. And I don't think you want somebody in a
1: business suit and a pleather skirt <laughs> showing up to watch your infant yeah. child. So Yeah, but and plus they want that connection with you too. So like when you yeah. show that you're comfortable to just be yourself and you don't care, then in return makes them feel that way. Because sometimes when we're going into a business or a service – because of the way they present themselves, we're like, oh, I can't wear this there. I have to... You know what I mean? So when you feel that connection with that person and you're vibing with them, and it's like, I love that she doesn't care because I don't feel like I have to go out of my way to come to her because I know that she's vibing with me and I'm going to show up in my sweats too. Yes,
0: exactly. And I think it's important too just to let bodies be bodies. And Mm -hmm. like, I do some personal care work for some folks with disabilities um, as well in my life. And, you know, a lot of folks are you know, will struggle with their images of what they think they should look like, what things will look good together, um, and vice versa. And at the end of the day, it's like, does it feel good yeah. on your body? Do you feel comfortable? Uh, is, like, the texture okay on your skin? Mm-hmm. And, like, are you happy? Is this is this sustainable? Whatever. If, if those answers are all good, you're good to go in whatever you're wearing. Yep. <laughs> and just, yeah, taking taking a moment again to just, you know, not everything's going to be perfect all the time. The world is not roses and daisies. And I think there is a kind of a more like toxic side to body positivity. That's like, nothing's wrong with me ever. I am a perfect being and I could do no wrong to anyone. Yeah. Because I believe that I've manifested a positive image. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's like a whole other side to that where like, you can still be honest with yourself and be like, I got a, big old belly full of legs full of cellulite and a body that don't stop wiggling and I love it and I love that about it it's squishy it's warm it built children whatever mine has not built children and it is squishy and warm (laughs) and and again just like being real with yourself there's no point in like and lying to yourself yeah. either it's okay to reframe that's what we do with children anyway. Is we always are kind of diverting reframing things
1: mm-hmm. into just a more appropriate lens that's better for your brain yep mm-hmm. <laughs> and i know like with um it, this isn't just for people who are struggling with body positivity but for also for the, the people who tend to be the bullies of the body positive movement mm-hmm. and Just, I want, you know, because I know there might be some people that listen to this that think the total opposite. And, you know, I I read the comments that I have many friends who are influencers who are plus size and the comments that I read and they're so hurtful. Mm -hmm. So so this isn't just for someone who's going through it, but maybe to help you see it differently and understand how much words hurt and the negativity hurts. So I just wanted to quickly talk about some of the negative effects of body image. Like, um, you know, it gives us low self-esteem the negative self-talk, um, self-harming ourselves. And, you know, I'm I've, I've not going to say a name because it doesn't matter, but I had someone that I loved very much watching them go through that. And, you know, she was beautiful. There was nothing wrong with her, but because of society and the comments, and you know what I mean? It was so much in her that she felt, well, I don't look feminine. You know, I have broad shoulders for a girl. I look like a football player. I can't wear a bathing suit. I look like a man. And it was just the negative, 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 negative. And, you know, to other people, it was just, it was just a joke. Oh, you're so hairy it was just a joke why are you so upset about it it was just a joke and people don't realize how much those jokes actually really hurt yeah yeah Um, I totally agree with that and then like disordered
0: eating comes into play with a lot of these things as well Mm -hmm. Um, and I really do like flipping the script a little bit on that because I think it makes it more approachable for everyone to think about disordered eating as opposed to a eating disorder sounds Mm -hmm very like you own it forever but I think a lot of people go through periods of disordered eating yeah um so yeah I think just trying to make healthier decisions like just this week I woke up and was like I'm invigorated I'm feeling fresh I'm feeling fine let's get on the lemon water train so I cut up a bunch of lemons and I'm like lemon water makes me feel like I have a little extra goodness in me mm-hmm. start my day with a little bit of positivity have a lemon water before I do coffee before I do breakfast before I do stretching lemon water and then you know the next choice is like well I guess I could make a fruit and vegetable tray to pick on today yeah you know as opposed to okay I've got my coffee and now I'm good I'm, good. I'm just
1: gonna be good, good. <laughs> you know Guilty. mumbling through <laughs>
0: my morning bumping into walls. Yeah. I feel like it just gives me like it puts a little bit of intention mm-hmm. into the beginning of the day. To you know, make positive that affirmations
1: choice. too. Yeah. Because I know like that really changed me was setting up that morning routine like you were saying, but I also added in positive affirmations and repeating those every day and like even the music we listen to. Mm-hmm. And we don't realize, you know, we're bopping and shaking and we have no idea we're not paying attention to those lyrics and what we're speaking mm-hmm. and we cut all of that music out of her life and all of the music that we listen to now is just like positive affirmation music and you know positive self-talk and it is amazing how much it changes your life just because oh, you yeah. those affirmations every morning and listening to that music that makes you feel good in high frequencies and it literally is life-changing just doing those things and you wake up and you feel good and refreshed and you know also, not speaking those negative words because I constantly get up every morning and I'm like, I hate mornings. That's how I start my morning every morning. I hate mornings. I am not oh, a morning no. person, oh and I'm realizing these are affirmations that I'm literally saying to myself. I yeah. hate mornings. I hate mornings. And, you will. and, you and will. I continue to because yes. I keep saying because I hate that's mornings. your narrative and that's yeah. what you've
0: chosen for your. Yeah. Morning. So
1: I started getting up earlier, and I was like, I have to start making different choices, choices, and different words, and getting up and saying like. I love mornings. I am a morning person, and yes. I handle mornings like a boss-ass bitch. Yes, exactly. <laughs> even when I'm know. not feeling it, I'm still like, it's happening, I'm speaking into existence, I have gratitude for all the patience I'm gaining, even though I feel like I have no patience at this yeah,
0: current moment. But that's how <laughs> it works, though, is it, it's in practice,
1: right? Yes, absolutely. You can't just ask
0: for things to happen and put no work in and expect yeah, them no. to come to you. You have to
1: actively be a participant yeah. and you know what we just talked about last week we were talking about manifesting and how people think i'm putting it out there but they and then they get mad and it doesn't happen and it's like well you actually have to take steps too you can't it's not a genie you don't rub a lamp and it just happens yeah, you don't just <laughs> say it out loud one time it, it takes
0: changing all of that self-talk as mm-hmm. well and we talk about it all the time being our own saboteurs um and how that affects us in the business world i know i think i talked about in the first season um, one of my philosophies for when I'm like when I'm doing really well in life, mm. I say that I am a toaster person, and I like to pop out of bed in the morning like I sleep in a toaster. I uh, no snooze. Yep. Yeah. Don't do it because it disturbs your cycle. It does. You're putting yourself back into a sleep cycle when you're not supposed to be there anymore. Mm. You need to get up, and yeah, just little things like that. There's so many practices that we can do to bring more positivity into our lives
1: so i feel like we're about to get take a break but i feel like we should talk about that when we come back and talk about some of the things that we can do to kind of get ourselves up and going and starting our day and talking to ourselves with love and kindness the tools yes we'll be back that was literally perfect oh my god why is it still going and we are back from our little break so, I know we were getting in, we were like diving deep in there, but we were going to talk about great ways that we can kind of start our day and just kind of giving ourselves that grace and self-love before we head out and give our energy to the rest of the world. Yeah, absolutely. This has been a really strong practice of mine.
0: Well, an ebb and flow strong practice. I'm, I'm a real person. But um, for probably seven or eight years now, um, because I, I used to take public transit. Halifax, So that requires a lot of planning. Yeah. Um, Because it is not a very efficient system. And folks know that the buses can just kind of do what they want. And you have to adjust accordingly. So for people with jobs, that's not easy. For regular, any type of job people. Um, So I made it like a really big point to bring my knitting with me. And I started journaling more. I was always a journaling kind of person, but I decided that I was really going to make the most of that time that I could have just been scrolling on my phone. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of how it started. It wasn't anything too particular in the mornings that I was doing, but I was just trying to use that time positively. But now, I personally, when I get up in the morning, I was talking about my lemon water. My lemon water is like key. But I think any beverage, it should be water to start your day. Yeah. But warm water.
1: Yeah, warm water is supposed yeah. to be better for your body to absorb. We for actually sure. stopped like putting we stopped putting ours in the fridge for like the last two years and we just have a Brita filter <laughs> that sits right beside the fridge on the counter, mm-hmm. just so that it's always at room temperature. Because I never knew that cold water is actually not great for your body, and I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally true. It's not as bioavailable. Your body doesn't use it the same way.
0: Mm. Um, But just putting a little bit of intention into whatever that first thing is that you're going to put into your body. Just a little love note from you to it in your mind or out loud if you feel like it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Or, you know, yeah, a little green juice or your lemon water, whatever your thing is that makes you feel like today is going to be a good day. Just a little splash of something special to add in is a really good way to kind of christen, christen your morning, if yeah. you will.
1: Yeah. I started doing the same thing because before it was always waking up and going right into sugar, which was like the worst thing ever. But it was like wake up. I instantly wanted to have like my chai latte. Mm-hmm. And I've now downsized where instead of having it every single day, it's more like a treat. Yeah. So it's like I've been a good girl today. I got through all my things. I'm going to go to Starbucks and I'm going to eat a chai latte. But I'm proud of myself because I haven't even bought chai. Like I don't even have it in my house so that I can't make it because I have the machine and I could just make it at home. So I was like, if I don't buy chai, then I can't make it until I kind of get myself into these new habits where it's not gonna be so tempting when chai is on the shelf. Because it's just like all that milk and cream and sugar and all those things and the pumps of vanilla. (laughs) And I was just like, I'm just waking up and throwing junk into my body and not giving myself that love that I need so I started just drinking a big glass of water every morning. And, like, I found, for me, it really helped having a water bottle. Yeah, that you like. Yeah, and that ranges all the time because depending on, you know, I get bored and then I'll go buy a new one. And I think it's a dopamine thing. I have a thing for cups. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I I have the slightly...
0: Avoidant, negligent side of the ADHD spectrum, where I think I talked in again in season one about uh, the clementine of my life, the clementine. Mm -hmm. Like pretty much in any old purse of mine, if I have not cleaned it out, you will find like a mummified clementine. (laughs) Um, And the same goes for water bottles. It's like they just they will just go to die, and once they get a certain odor, (laughs) there's no coming back from it. Yeah, no, there's no. You can't. There's not enough bleach and dawn. Yeah and hot boiling water in the world that can get rid of that funk (laughs) so then it's relegated to the recycle for a new water bottle um but that to be said like circling back to your chai like a big part of being a body positive person is allowing yourself nice things yeah, allow yourself
1: nice things. You deserve it. You work
0: hard. I think it was because life. it was
1: more like the sugar, because it's just so. Oh much yeah, sugar. no,
0: I I love making it into a better ritual, mm-hmm. a better routine, a reward thing. Like yeah. absolutely, but you know, it's it's nurturing. Oh yeah, it's nurturing to give into those little oh definitely. like swing moments
1: to be like yes. <laughs> but I feel like it makes me feel good when I do give my chai because it's like my little reward to myself, so and I enjoy it so much more. Because I'm drinking more water, which makes me feel good because Mm -hmm. I know that it's something I need to be doing is drinking more water. And I'm constantly drinking like juice, sparkling water, and everything except actual water. And then when I do say like, I've gotten all my things done today. This is done. That's done. And I have to run to the store to get something. And then it's like that little treat where I stop and I'm like, I'm going to grab a chai and take a couple minutes to, you know, there's a store down the street that I like. And I'll just, even if I'm not spending money, I'll just go in there to look around because it's just like. That little mommy moment for me to just, like, sip my warm drink. There's no kids yelling mommy. And just giving myself a couple minutes to do something I want to do. And I love just store browsing and looking at kitchen appliances and different little things for my house. Cherish those (laughs) moments.
0: because But they matter. It matters because what you surround yourself with matters. You are, like, the sum of what you take in. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, that's how people are built and how they're made is... What you, the people you surround yourself with, the things you surround yourself with, if they give you good energy, then you have good oh, no. energy. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with wanting to be in like a beautiful place that mm-hmm. is like very cathartic and easy for you to just breathe and feel relaxed, even if it is a store. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a studio
1: or nature. Everybody's different. You mm-hmm. know, you can
0: find, you know, I think it's because it's winter
1: too. Because right now we're in that winter season. So it's like. I know some people love winter. I'm not one of those people. I'm like hibernate. So like, I love being out in nature and I think that's what I look forward to so much once the spring and summer is here because I have my routine and I know we're on the topic of talking about routines. Like this is something I personally love to do is getting up in the morning and going outside. So I just barefoot in my jammies and I honestly really like to be in as much as, less as nothing as possible. So it's usually like a nightgown or something and just standing on the deck with my eyes closed and listening to the birds. And the trees, and it just feels so grounding. This is such a good way to start my day. Oh, I miss connection with nature. Yes. When it's winter like this. So in the it's winter, like it's like minus storm. twenty. Today. <laughs> it's minus twenty this
0: week, this Friday, and we are not catching much of a break. Yeah. Uh, so far in the temperatures, but it is, it is, it is something to cherish for sure, and to recognize that those are positive. Qualities about mm-hmm. yourself that you enjoy, even in the winter. It's important to recognize positive qualities about yourself all the time, throughout. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah, today sucks. It's super cold, but I love going outside in my nightgown when the sun is yeah. shining and the weather is nice. Like that is still a positive, yeah, impact statement. Like you know, it it it's still okay to recognize all mm-hmm. of those things and be comfortable. About those things about you,
1: yeah. whatever they are. And I actually, I seen a woman and I thought it was so amazing. um She was saying that so many times we tell ourselves that we don't like winter. And she was like, there is nothing that will keep me from being grounded in nature every single day. And she put a tarp down in the snow and mm-hmm. then her blanket over it. And she was meditating outside in the snow. And I was just looking at it and I was like, this is so beautiful. And I just want to practice this. But then I open the door and the cold air hits my face and I'm like nope but I close the door. Yeah, my
0: jacket, my jacket goes beyond my knees. Um, I wear sweaters that go to my knees. Mm-hmm. I have like two Yeah, I have yeah, I love two. Love that I have two. <laughs> <laughs> if you think I'm always wearing the same coat, it's because I have two. Um, but yeah, no, it is. It is still an important part of the day even if it's winter to acknowledge nature you can feel the connection from inside your house mm-hmm. doing grounding practices
1: and just opening the windows just yeah. like even open the window. i do that like in the winter i open the windows just to let that breeze in not freeze yourself out but enough just to feel that crisp little bit of morning air while you're getting your incense lit around the house like i find it's really important to set a scene in the morning yeah when you're when any time of the day really but like when you're first waking up but it's kind of what sets your day. So, like, I love... The first thing I do is I put on my affirmation music. I wash my face. I brush my teeth. I have my incense going. I have my crystals on my... on, You know, on the ledge in my window. And just, like, making my tea and setting my intentions for the day. And every single day, I write down four goals. Mm-hmm. And this can be for whatever it is in your life. It doesn't matter. But just four goals. Because so many times, we write down this huge to-do list. And then we overwhelm ourselves because there's, like, 13 things on it. And it's, like... Ah. Ah, ah, your brain's like I can't do all of these so I taught myself you need to do make four attainable goals every day and then it is easy to get through those four goals rather than stressing over the maybe five that you didn't do of just making four realistic ones to achieve your monthly goal and then those monthly goals going into that yearly goal so that you're getting to your yearly goal at the end and it's way less stressful and just making sure that you know practicing those affirmations and just putting that good energy out there and paying attention to the way that we talk and even journaling about the way that we talk and how Absolutely. can what can I do to love myself better what can I do to practice self-love with my body because a lot of times when we journal I find we're just rambling like this week was blah, blah 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 and I had a terrible time but we're not actually using prompts and journal prompts I just started using them in the last year and I find they're so helpful because they make us think in ways that we may not have thought of mm-hmm. or getting out of that negative headspace and saying what did I do this week that I could have done better if I didn't have self-limiting thoughts? And then you're kind of retraining that mind frame of how you are currently just like, this week, fuck exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, I really like that in a couple different departments, actually. I like thinking about prompts in different ways. So one of the ways that, this is kind of off topic, but one of the ways that I've been using prompts lately in my life is like, you know how when you come home, From a day or a thing. Everybody's different. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: One partner wants to tell you everything they ate. What color dog they saw. And what everybody at work is doing. Yeah. And the other person (laughs) is like. Perhaps. I mean everybody's different right. But more analytical is just like yeah. XYZ happened today. It was
1: good. It was great. It was good. It was
0: great. (laughs) I'd like to detach. Yeah. So what I've started doing is I've started prompting. And maybe my partner hasn't noticed yet. I don't know. But I've started prompting for what kind of story I want to hear Mm -hmm. because he is in a very technical field and I'm not a super technical person. Yeah. So a lot of the things that he tells me, I just, I basically black out (laughs) and it just (laughs) goes right over my head and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about a hundred other things and I'm like, oh damn shit, come up with something thoughtful (laughs) to say
1: Mm -hmm. because
0: you didn't understand any of that. So sometimes I'll pick out like one word and ask about it or whatever. Or I'll be like, ah, great. Tell me something funny that happened to you today. Yeah. Tell me something interesting that happened to you today. Tell me something weird that happened to you today. And and like actually search for the story that I want to hear (laughs) through his experience (laughs) of the day. Yeah. (laughs) Um and I find it's helpful like in just getting out of those sticky routines. Um, The ones that don't necessarily serve us in the evenings. When we're trying to find connection with people, we're trying to you know, build better habits, be more thoughtful to our spouse, or our lives, or ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so actually just seeking out what you want yeah. out of that conversation. Like, oh, my God, if he if she talks to me about the cheese aisle one more time, or, you know, I'm sure he has a million thoughts like this about me, too. Like, mm-hmm. if she tells me how cool that documentary was one more time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but also, I find it helps, it's, it's also training... The other person that you're talking to to not always come home and load off all the bullshit of the day Mm -hmm. because sometimes we get so wrapped in that that we don't know how to leave it at work or let it go. We bring it home and it's like, I hate Debbie. You know what that bitch said to me today, and it's just it's terrible. So sometimes we forget the things that we might like about our jobs because we focus so much on some of the things that we don't like about our job, and then we make work hell for ourselves every day. We're getting up, going to a job we hate. Because, I mean, it's not just because we do not don't like the job or what we're doing, but we're also constantly telling ourselves we don't like it because we're just negative, negative, negative every day. Yeah, part so of I like that. part of body
0: positivity is, like, mental positivity and refraining yourself from complaining. Mm-hmm. Like, it's important to have space to, like, be honest with, your, with yourself, with no. your feelings, but it's also just as important to not dwell and hold on to negative feelings. Like, it's okay to give yourself days to feel how you're feeling. Yeah. But just know that everything is a cycle and it's going to come up on the other side. And what you occupy your mind with is what you will find yeah. in day to day. So if every day your narratives, I hate mornings. So that's all that's ever going to occupy your morning yep. until you find a way to occupy your mind with, and your body and your space with things that do bring you pleasure. Yeah. And yeah, feelings of
1: positivity towards your day. Um, Yeah. I think that's so important. So as we get ready to wrap up, let's try to come up and show some, what are some positive affirmations that we can say to ourselves looking in the mirror every morning when we get up, just creating that, you know, body positivity and self-love within ourselves when we wake up every day. Yeah, there's so many. You can Mm -hmm. really just start rhyming
0: them off as they come up. But you can just look at your body parts and be like, I love my eyebrows. I love my hair. I love my ears. I love my nose. I love my mouth. I love my smile. Mm -hmm. You know, you can rhyme things off that way. You can think more mentally. You can say, like, I love that I'm strong. I'm courageous. I'm powerful. I'm articulate. um, I'm a warrior. There's so many things you can do to... Make yourself feel that way. Yeah. Feel, like, and even our forward. jobs. Yeah.
1: Like, and I know a lot of the tribe ladies are business owners. So like, I love getting up and even having like my boss babe affirmations for myself. Where I'm like, I'm a boss bitch and I don't have to take anything from anybody. Yes. <laughs> I know the value of what I bring to the table. And I'm not afraid to say no to clients that don't suit my vibe. And just knowing who we are and loving who we are and being okay with saying no. And just telling ourselves all those things and pumping ourselves up before we even walk out of that door. Oh, absolutely. And and being okay with learning who that
0: person is every day. With every bite that you mm. take out of your day. Yeah. It's it's so important to just empower yourself. Mm-hmm. To listen to yourself. Listen to your intuition and your inner dialogue. Because she often doesn't lie. She's a pretty, pretty yeah. thoughtful person thoughtful gal in there for me and uh there are many times where I'm like wow bless my lucky stars (laughs) yeah
1: oh it's amazing thank you guys so much for joining us again and we'll be back next week with Lindsay as she comes back from her nice and sunny destination I'm a little jelly I'm so happy for her but I cannot wait to hear all about her trip because I know she's going to come back all nice and tanned while we're here in the cold and she has to share all the details (laughs) Thank you again for joining us, and I hope you guys have the most amazing weekend. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today on this episode and journey of connection, growth, and support. Remember, together we are stronger. We would love if you left us a review by clicking the stars below our podcast episode and let us know how you're enjoying our show and helping other like-minded individuals find us too. You can tune in for a new episode every Friday at 3 p.m. If you haven't already, be sure to follow us on social media to stay connected, hear about upcoming events and access exclusive content. Find us on Instagram at tribe underscore Annapolis Valley and on Facebook under tribe in the group section where you can engage with like-minded women and continue growth in these conversations. Until next time, let's keep shining and supporting each other, continuing to build one another up and be powerful creators of our lives.